But it is what is up. What is good, gamers? This is Shown of 71, and your auditory canals have locked into episode 108 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, aka the High Res Hater, aka hey. the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just looking at that. Hey, 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 hey. Nah, everything's everything's doing good, you know, on this on this lazy, lazy, lazy day. So I'm having a lot of fun, playing a lot of games. Um, you know how it is. Just a lot of lazy fun. So facts. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. I'm just getting ready to go power my dreams in a little bit after we get done recording this show. Power my dreams! Power your you dreams? But what, power what, my dreams. What do you mean by powering your dreams, buddy? Because I, I have I've given in to the... Um, uh, Jim Jones, Secret Sauce from uh, Mr. Phil Spencer and Xbox, and uh, I've ordered a Xbox Series X. So mm-hmm. cool. Lefty would be very proud of you. He was. I'm, I'm happy. That's great. There you go. That way I could play all my Game Pass games in the super high, greatest of death. You know. Yes. I'm all about that business. So. Yes, I'm. I'm really happy to hear that you followed your dreams. Yes, I, I am fulfilling my dreams, you know, with the Xbox Series X. So after all the, my promises, oh, I'm going to wait until there's a good first party game. Uh, Nobody believe that. You you do realize that, right? No. None of us believe that. No, not at all. Sorry, buddy. I mean, we, we're, we're, your, we're your friends, but we, we got we to gotta yeah. tell you the truth. We got to yeah, keep gotta, it a buck. Yeah, the truth. We gotta... We the were, truth, we, the truth hurts. I, well, it you depends. You know me more than I know myself. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say that we know in you this more instance, than yourself, yeah. But, in this instance, yeah. In this instance, yeah. I mean, we we expect Joe to be Joe. We, we expect Trader Joe to be Trader Joe. Is all I can yeah, say. Of course, that. yes. So, yeah, I'm looking for a nice outlet to sell my <laughs> Xbox One X. So we'll see. Oh, yeah, no. if, if you're in the market for an Xbox One X, you know, you know, Trader Joe. Cyberpunk man. 2077 it has the hottest game, the hottest. We'll talk mm. about news later. Hot, hot, mm. hot. That's well, hot, right? Don't know about it, all that. It came in hot. Yeah, it came in <laughs> hot. Indeed, yes, that's correct. It did come in hot. So. It's landed like a. <laughs> it's landed like a, like a wet fart. <laughs> I don't mean no. to be mean, but well, it's the truth. It's the truth. You know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what's not a wet fart. It's our first topic on the docket, that being the playlist. So, Des, why don't you kick things off for us? Uh, what you been playing, bro? What have I been playing? Um, well, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of the same stuff that I've been playing before. Um, again, I'm really into uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Fantastic game. If you haven't picked it up and tried it out, um, you're really missing out. I think, you know, uh, Ubisoft really, um, I don't know, they, they really kind of nailed this game. So I'm really, really enjoying it. So, um, and if I'm not playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, I'm playing Diablo um, 3, 
with Joe um, and Kev. Um, I know we spoke about it last time, but that seems to just be like the comfort food, you know, and I just I just kind of put it on and I can just, you know, while away the hours um, trying to just, you know, and if I could just get past the first section, it would be fantastic on my own, you know. Like you said last time, Joe's kind of like, you know, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm gonna yeah, because every time you every time you join me, it's like, oh, look, he has a level two character. Surprise, surprise, he has created <laughs> a new character. So, you know what, so. buddy? It's fun, but it's great. You know, it's all I know. fun and dandy. You know, it's fine and dandy. It doesn't matter. It's all fun and games. It's all I know. Fun it's, and the, games. it's the Diablo three fashion show. It's like sashay. Let's create, <laughs> create a new outfit and a new character class. There we go. Woo! It just it just is what it is. You know, I just, I know. I just like. You know, I just like, I like creating characters. It's fun. There you go. You know, it's fun. And then I, and the great thing about that game is I haven't been gate, I haven't been gated, you know, at all. So I'm able to, to just, um, create a level one or level two character and jump in with Joe. And, you know, he kind of weakens, weekend at Bernie's me. No, sorry. That's a different thing. He doesn't weekend at Bernie's me. He, um, you know, he just basically is the heavy hitter because this level, he's like level 60 and I'm just like level two or four and then i end up you know within the space of like you know 10 20 minutes i'm level 20 so i think it's a great way to experience um other classes you know other you know other characters because other builds you know, other build, exactly because it doesn't you know I, I i i level up so fast so but it's been fun uh i listening to the you know the characters and listening to the story um so so yeah and i am running a personal um a personal game you know just on my own when i don't play with with anyone else with a character that i just um i just play just to kind of have fun and to see what's going on and then after that uh the other game how far, that I tried, how far am i yeah. oh i i i'm I'm right in the middle of the act with the uh with the skeleton king. So so again, oh, I don't one. really I don't really yeah. say it again. Act one, yeah. Yeah, act one. Like I don't that's because again, I don't really play that often by myself. I usually just, you know, I'm playing with you or or with Kevin when I play, but every now and then I'll I'll pop it in and I'll play um I'll play by myself. Um so I'm taking that one a lot slower. I'm only playing on hard, um, and just kind of experiencing the story as I as I progress. So um that's my own personal character. And then um and then the other game that I've tried uh tried is uh, Path of Exile. I've been trying to uh play that one to see how that one is working. Um every time that I've played that game before on, on either Xbox or PS4, uh a base PS4, I don't think I've ever played it on my pro. Uh, there was always this really weird stuttering that would happen with it, and like it would, it would like pause, and then it would speed up, and then it would, you know, as it's trying to load. So I'm thinking it was either a loading thing or whatever. But uh, but in the new place that I'm at now, um, everything is hardwired, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem with it. And so far, so good, you know. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna check out Path of Exile. People say it's a good game for a free game. It doesn't have the normal, you know, free to play tropes um, as other as other games. So, so we'll see, you know, um, how that goes. And if Joe wants to pop in, or if Kevin wants to pop in, or if you listener want to pop in, maybe Jason will pop in. You know, we can we can play it. It's a free game on PS on PSN. So, 
you can pop it up. It's and the free last... on Xbox and Steam and everywhere. Yeah, else yeah, well, it's, so. it's just a free game. So if you want to pick it up, try it out. You know, let me know your thoughts about it. And the last game that I just picked up, so I haven't started playing yet, but I will, is uh, Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. Um, I have been looking at this game for quite a long time uh, on the on the Switch, and then um, I saw it on PSN, and they're running the the end of the year deals, the end of the year sale, and it was on sale for like like sixty percent off, so it was like under ten dollars, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll try this game out. It, it got pretty good reviews. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, dipping into that one. As I heard, it's supposed to be really, really good. So, so those are really the only games that I've play, been playing. I haven't got back to Darksiders yet because Immortal Phoenix Rising has been taking up all of my free time. But I will return to that and then um, continue playing that story. Um, you know, continue to play that game in order to beat that uh, that story to hear you know what's happening with that. Because again, I haven't forgot about it. You know, it's just there's other games that I've just been you know um just been a little bit you know better for me to play at the moment so uh but that's it for me uh joe what have you been playing buddy aside from diablo 3 with moi well uh diablo 3 will just to kind of go in a little bit more detail as far as our playthroughs at least we're, still, we're running the seasonal um campaign at least you're jumping in with me and so we're up to act three on there and uh obviously we're in the particular area where we're fighting against asmodan on there, which you know, I called the like the Barry White of all the uh, prime evils, you know, with this. Uh, you're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, with this deep, dark voice on there. So we're at that point. I'm enjoying just running the seasonals. I can't wait to get the campaign done and maybe do some of the. Um, I forgot what they call them off the top of my head right oh, now. Oh, the the Nephilim riffs. Nephilim riffs, yes, of course, yeah. on there, and to you know do some random treasure grinding in diablo on that so i'm also still playing torchlight 2 mainly been playing but you know solo on there so still playing with both of my characters i've been trying to get my uh um outlander up a little bit more on there so i've been playing with him i, I love doing the like long range bow combat and i'm able to kind of use some of the stuff i go back and forth between my two campaigns that i have uh, right now on there uh, so between my berserker and my outlander and then obviously feeding gear back and forth if need be on there so uh, so still enjoying that that's kind of like my comfort food game uh, also fired up for the first time in literally within two years uh, everybody's golf on the ps5 i was playing it back pat using the uh, boost mode on ps5 and uh you know, when I was initially playing it, it was like, you know, my kind of go-to game while I was moving during my divorce a couple of years ago. And it just seems like uh hadn't really gone back to it. And um, it's just really cool. I mean, it's just like a real fun, easy to play golf game on there. It took me a minute to just get oriented as far as because, uh, you know, figuring out where I was as far as my progression in the game on that. But uh, the HDR effects on it, at least on my uh tv from the last couple of years it looks really nice at first i thought the um picture looked too dark but it's because of the addition of the hdr on there hdr usually tends to do that on that so but uh i'm more than willing if you if you kev or you des want to go back to everybody's golf i don't know if it's still in your library or not but uh yeah wanna, it's not gone mind, anywhere i wouldn't mind going back and golfing a little bit because i know uh, clap hands the developer 
I don't think they're associated with Sony anymore. In fact, the last time I saw something from them, they were working on trying to do a golf game on their own, actually. So we'll see if that what comes about with that kind of go from there. And then uh, other game I've been playing, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven on there. So I've been kind of experimenting because I have access to the demo on multiple platforms. So because uh, I initially, you know, obviously I have the game for Switch. This is the uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S version, the version that Square Enix brought out for Switch. Um, what's up with the Switch version, basically from the prior PS4 and PC versions, is that they were not able to upgrade those because the Switch uh, version runs on a different version of the Unreal 4 engine. So what they decided to do is port the game from the Switch over to the PS4 uh, to the PC, and now uh, because they brought out a uh, Xbox One version of the game as well on there and it's also on games pass so you know first i thought it's like oh i'm gonna be able to play this game and utilize my games pass but i really wanted to play on my ps5 using the ps4 backwards compat and uh, i went ahead and fired up the demo for that checked it out looked okay uh i did research into the resetera thread as far as what resolution it was running at i think they according to the chart it was running at like a 1382p on there, I thought it looked okay, but it kind of looked a little bit washed out, in my opinion, uh, in back compat mode. And then I wound up uh, installing it on my PC, firing it up, and seeing the difference between uh, the PS4 version running on PS5 and then the PC version. It's like night and day. Like, everything popped on the PC. I was playing 1440p, obviously. A high frame rate, 120 frames a second, and I was just like, okay, I'm not going back to the PS four version on ps5 with this game i am going to settle in with the pc version and then also i did fire it up because it has cross save on the pc version at least on games pass uh, running between that and the xbox so i'm able to leisurely go back and forth between pc platform and xbox i'm actually finally able to see the benefits of some of these things that xbox has been espousing for the last few years as far as the uh, play anywhere initiatives that kind of thing so on that so so i'm going to uh go ahead and settle in play some dragon quest 11. Uh, obviously this is not something that caused me to buy a series s x series x so get all the naming involved but mm. you know it, you know i'm i'm gonna play the game on the place that looks the best and i'm grateful i have the choice to be able to make that choice per se you know and i'm grateful that they put the demo out and or put it on games pass so i could actually compare kind of go from there so you know because i've been waiting to play this game for years on there it's, it's literally i should have played it when it initially came out but never got around to it and i'm a big dragon quest fan i think des can attest to that i mean we played hundreds of hours of dragon quest 9 Back on the DS, you know, obviously I wasn't concerned about resolution there, but you know, I was just doing all the you know, like yeah, what, slime, slime yeah, what dungeons and whatnot. So, what happened yeah. to you, Joe, when you were used to you used to just be like, "Hey, I just like this. I'm just gonna play it." But no, oh, dude, I would play it if 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 that was my only option available. I will play it on quite willingly on the platform it's on. I don't care. But if you give me a choice, I'm going to, you know, see what the choices are and see what I could do. You know, if, if it's not that big of a deal or not that big of a difference, I don't care. Uh, for me, um, the resolution does make a difference, Mr. High-Res Hater. So, Hater. Hey, hey, hey. 
Why are you hating on me, Joe? Huh? I ain't hating, man. Just... Why are you hating on me, Joe? You hate. I I, I am practicing my choice. I have a choice. <laughs> Your freedom of choice. That's... There you go. So I haven't been up to as much as I was doing some work over there, and I just went into my my old room, and I found my Atari Lynx. Oh, wow. So I brought my Atari Lynx back to my house. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start uh, doing some overviews. Uh, doing I'm going to do an overview of the system because I man I haven't I haven't picked this thing up in I don't know how many years. <laughs> Well, I, the only thing I've done is I've turned it on to make sure that it works. Um, it came with a copy of California Games. Uh, two bonus points if you're old enough. If you're old enough to know what California Games was, um, and it was it was kind of like the um, it was kind of like the the wannabe Tony Hawk for a bunch of like summer games. Like I think my favorite version of it was my favorite game mode was the surfboard because it was basically uh, like a like a very simple skateboarding game where you're like doing tricks and flips and things. Uh, but for those who don't know what Atari Lynx is, it is one of the first color screen port quote and I put portable in big quotation marks. Uh, portable game systems put out by Atari. Um, it is uh, one of the. It was. It, it is a color LCD screen. And one thing I did notice is that I've got a couple of pixels mi missing that are that are failing on my screen. So I've got a couple of uh, blank dots, and basically they kind of come up with, uh, I guess, the backlight, whatever backlight system is up uh, when an LCD pixel goes out, it's just like this little pinprick of white light that appears, it looks like a little, you know, like like someone took a, uh, a, a pin and punched a, a little hole in a piece of paper. And you see that, and you see the, uh, the back, whatever the backlight system is behind there kind of peeping through, so I, the else I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do any like really hardcore gaming on this thing. Um, I'm just going to be just enough to do like an overview of the system and and a uh, maybe like a kind of quick reviews for all the games that I have for it. And I've I've got if I think about it, I've got but right around between seven and ten games for it. So I'm going to be doing. A couple of uh, overviews for those games for the site so um, that's kind of sort of the thing that I've been uh, <laughs> that I will be working on uh, going forward in days to come but uh, when it when it I, I tell you the um, I never had a Game Boy I, I didn't want one um, I I just couldn't get into the the black and white Me thing either <laughs> so yeah, back back in the day, like Game Gear and and uh, Game Boy, it's like piff piff. I didn't want to even deal mm -hmm. with playing on that piece of piece of crap. I did have a Lynx. I did have a Lynx. So, mm -hmm. and in fact, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm trying to remember. I was, you know, kind of refreshing my mind, thinking about the games I enjoyed on there. I remember playing Gauntlet Four, Blue Lightning. I remember playing some of the Atari games, like the arcade uh, Atari games from the 
mid to late 80s that never really got good um, console ports like mm -hmm. Zybots and EPB and mm -hmm. you know stuff like that showed up. Food Fight. I think Food, food Fight made it, made, it, made it on there. I think I might yeah. be wrong, but I think it did. But like uh, like for me, um, I've got, there is a there is an excellent arcade port of Ninja Gaiden for Lynx. That well, I, I have. never played that one. Yeah. Oh, it is so good. It is it is excellent. It's got all the levels. Um and it is almost it is as close to a perfect arcade port that a itty bitty L first gen L C D screen can get. I mean it it is really good. Yeah, it like is really the, good. Uh, the only other platforms that really got the arcade port of Ninja Gaiden were like, you know, like the Commodore Amiga and Atari ST. So it's like, I'm not sure why it never came out on consoles, but uh, Atari Lynx is the only console that actually got ported that game. So, mm. but yeah, so I'm gonna. That's kind of gonna be like the kind of like the my little side project that I'm gonna be working on. But really, um, gosh, as far as you know, the the you know modern stuff that I've been playing, I really just haven't done much. I've just been putting a lot of Putting putting some thought and putting some work into this little uh, this little project that I'm doing. So uh, so probably uh, probably while over Christmas break I'll actually be doing some gaming. I want to. Uh, I keep telling myself this, but I'm actually going to sit down and do it. <laughs> uh, I'm <clears throat> want to get back into my my fighting game. So. I want to jump in back into Dragon Ball Fighters. They're getting ready to drop season four here in a few weeks. Uh, uh, Baby was announced as the first character for season four. For those who don't know, he's like the one of the villains from Dragon Ball GT. It's the series that nobody really wants to talk about <laughs> because it was horrible. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, no. <laughs> Point of reference. You, you a better man than me, bruh. Because uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get past the first season of that trash series. It, it was. Is uh, isn't it canon now though? <laughs> no, they're acting like uh, they're they're acting like it doesn't exist. Uh, I thought they um, made it canon, been, and I thought Super made it canon. Not, so. No. Mm -mm. No, Super did not make a canon. GT never existed in the in the in the in the canon. Whether whether uh 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 Toriyama Toriyama he had nothing to do with GT, and he wanted to end it with Z, but the studio went on ahead and had this wild hair up their butts to think that they could do something with it, and it we got GT. So, but any. <laughs> but anyway, my uh, my little nephew is playing um, is playing fighters. He's getting really good at it, so that might be something that we can play online together. Um, but but I I definitely want to get into it because because I've had that game since it came out and it's just just sitting in my in my uh, case of discs not being played. So I've been wanting been wanting to get back into fighting games anyway. So I think I'm going to do that over the uh, Christmas break. We have a gaming vessel, Scrub Sport. I think uh, <laughs> that would definitely be. I, I picked up that game not too long ago because you know I, what, what else do I do but pick up games? So. 
You said yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to get into that, and I wanted I I want to get into um, Grand Blue versus uh, those two games. I I was very excited for when they came out, and I have them both. I've even got uh, some. I've got most of the DLC characters for both of those games, even though I haven't even played it. <laughs> and do you have Soul Calibur Six still or not? That's one game I it's on my fighting game backlog. I've been wanting to get back into. I don't. I don't. I well, I don't think I do. I I don't. No, no, no. I don't. I traded. I traded it back. Uh, I don't. I don't know why I did either. It wasn't because I didn't like it because I en- I enjoyed it. I think it was just because I wasn't playing it and. Uh, That's super cheap now. Just in case yeah. if you get a wild hair and if uh, if I fire it up, then you know maybe that will stir stir the fighting game blood. We'll see. So. <laughs> But with my old age mind, I only have room. I only have muscle memory and memory period enough for maybe one or two fighting games. So that's going to be Grand Blue for me. It's going to be Grand Blue and Dragon Ball because they're they're both different enough to the point where you know, there's two sets of muscle of um, uh, two muscle memory sets for both those games because they play completely differently. And that's about as as like much. That's about as much as I can squeeze into my into my old man brain. Uh, I know my nephew is playing Smash Brothers. That's like his his primary primary game. He's actually uh, competitive on a professional level with that game. But uh, I tried to to get back into thought about getting into that. But it's like uh, my old man, <laughs> my old man memory and muscle memory doesn't have room for three games. I don't think for fighting games. They're like, sorry. Yeah. So I will be observing and watching his his adventures from afar. But that's it for my weekly, my week, this week's adventures in gaming. So we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. So, Des, why don't you take it away and uh, introduce your question for this week? Yeah, before we do the question, uh, we got to say, we got to talk about the question that Joe raised. Yeah. Oh, Joe was raised... it Joe? I thought it was Yeah, Mike. no, oh, no, Joe see? Joe came up with this question. He was, uh, he, he, he basically said, you know, Desmond, I have a really, you know, good question that I want to ask these folks, you know, a question that's near and dear to my heart. And I said, uh, okay, Joe. And so... <laughs> So, so Joe, why don't you take it away and tell our listeners what question you posed uh, last week? Yeah, like uh, I spoke last week, basically, this question's kind of wrapped around the current minutiae of the um, hunt to ob- obtain a PS5 and or a Xbox Series X or S on here. And so I kind of wanted to get from you guys out there far as uh, your prior gen launch stories on there basically as far as camping out you know for a certain period of time to wait in line at a retailer knowing that you're going to get that console as long as you wait in line on there um uh, or if you know you decide screw it i'm i'm going to go on ebay and you know pay the king's ransom to be able to go ahead and uh you know get the console you know on or close to launch on there i just want to see what you guys has kind of experienced in the past with the console launches, as far as, you know, if you were there day one, what did you have to go through? You know, I have certain memories myself, as far as, uh, 
you know, certain systems and certain memories tied to those systems actually for the console launches and whatnot. So I just want to kind of see how you guys felt or what prior memories you had uh, from, you know, because, you know, these are like, it's it's like Christmas, but it's Christmas that only comes around like once every six to seven years, depending on the generation of the platform you pretty much prefer. So it's just, to me, it's always been a noteworthy celebratory type of, of day on there. You know, so I just want to hear from you all what you felt about it. So, yeah, and everyone, you know, came through and 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 we got a lot of really good uh, responses. So one of the first responses we got from was from uh, John BT, longtime listener and a member of our Discord server. And if you're not a member, you know, please join. At the end, Kev's going to give uh, the contact information on how you can join. So please stay tuned for that. So his response was, so for the PS1, I remember just walking into work at Software, etc. See, he's he's been in the game for a long time. Oof. Software, etc. And pulling mine out of the shipment back in the uh, back in the back. For PS2, we lined up at Fry's in the Bay Area. That's the one in Concord, most likely. Or or no, no, not the one in Concord. Probably was the one that was in San Jose, because that would probably be closer to Fresno. Um he actually lived in San Jose at the time when the oh, PS2 came oh, out. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought he was still in Fresno. All right. No, no, uh, not at that time. So okay. So he uh, for PS2 lined up at Fry's in the Bay Area for hours. They actually had a drawing for someone to win a free souped-up PC, and my buddy who was standing one person behind me got the winning ticket. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> well, good, good, good for your buddy, but. Uh. Basically, my desire to be ahead of him to get a PS2 cost me a $2,000 PC. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, that sounds like something Joe would do. So you're in good company, my friend. <laughs> oh, for his memory of PS1, actually, I think he was my roommate at the time. And so I remember going to software, et cetera, and picking up the system, too. I don't know whether he got it out of the back for me. Uh, my particular memory on the PS1 launch was... I kind of felt like it was inferior to the Saturn at the time. I think I picked up Battle Arena Toshinden, and this is back when software, et cetera, allowed returns after you opened a game. And they oh, allowed wow. you to be able to return it within 30 days. And so after playing with Battle Arena Toshinden for like maybe one day or two days, I said, this this pales compared to Virtua Fighter. I had my nose up in the air like a SOB, and I did not... I took that game back, El Pronto Tanto, and I think uh, grabbed Rayman of all the launch games on the PS1 to be able to play around with, and I was satisfied with Rayman. So that's that's my one memory of the PS1, PS1. launch. Yeah. So it says, as a follow-up, the craziest thing was when I uh, was at the first E3 and sitting in the convention room watching the keynote address, and Sega announced the Saturn was available the very day. I actually used a payphone to call down to my store and asked about it, and they had them for sale. So, yeah, I mean, that's another... See, I guess I guess it pays when you work at those stores back in the day, you know, because you always got the scoop uh, on, on, on these systems when they came out. So, I mean, yeah. good on you, John. Good on you. <laughs> well, follow up on that with my experience with that, because I went to E3 with John the year after, I believe. Uh, this was 1995 uh, E3 back in June. And, you know, this is when Sega Shadow dropped the Saturn and they brought it out for only li uh, limited retailers. I believe it was like software, et cetera. I don't know if Toys R Us was involved, but it was only like a handful of retailers. And the other retailers that 
we're supposed to stock the system were pissed off and i wasn't prepared i, I had a pre-order for it they called me and this is when i was working a swing shift at the time so it's like literally i had to kind of figure out okay do i have enough credit card limit to go and i went down software etc that same day and plunked down and i think it was 4.99 for the saturn and got my you know panzer dragoon daytona usa and um you know brought that home that's what kind of soured the ps1 for me for a while is because you know just having it be a you know hey surprise your 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 new console's out you know and then me enjoying those uh launch games so much i mean panzer dragoon was awesome virtuo was great to have in the house because i actually got to learn combos <laughs> do sorts of things and of course daytona how in you know with all the pop in and everything still had the uh, cd audio of all those tunes that just made daytona daytona basically so. daytona yeah 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 i remember that while well, playing that game at your house so uh so gerald on discord um <clears throat> said i've never stood in a line for a console launch i usually just wait till i can purchase it and the reason is because i hate waiting in line and also, just because you stand in line doesn't mean you will get one anyway. You know what, Gerald? I hear you, buddy. I don't think that I've ever stood in line for a console uh, a console release. I think I have stood in line for a video game release, though. Um, I think it was Pokemon or something, if I hadn't pre-ordered it already. Uh, but no, I don't, I, I'm not an early adopter. Uh, I was almost an early adopter for the PS5. But again, I had other things that was that was pulling at the money for that, so the other things won out. So uh, eventually, I will get one at some point. You know, once the scalpers have had their fills and they turn their bots off. So, uh, but yeah, I personally don't really have any any large stories about about waiting in lines to get to get that software again. Again, it's just because I'm not an early adopter. I know that they're probably going to have to do patches and fixes, and and God knows, you know, if it blows up or 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 burns down your house uh, or anything because it's not it's not optimized well enough. So, uh, no, I I am right there with you, Gerald. No, I, I'm not going to wait in line. Nope, sorry, buddy. Um, uh, Willie D on Discord says <clears throat> I've never waited in line for a console. I don't own any collector's editions. I can recall. I guess I'm boring in that regard. No, Willie, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're not bored. You're not boring at all. You're just one of those people that just kind of, you know, you know, waits and then and then gets the games that he wants. You know, don't need to be an early adopter. There's nothing wrong with that, buddy. Nothing. You're probably wrong an at early all. adopter of graphics cards and GPUs. You there, know. You <laughs> there you go. There you go. I. You know, you just gotta tell us that first time that you stood in line for a for for a graphics card or something, and, and you know, that's one that's one question we should have. It's like, you know, how long did it take you to build a PC, or or have you ever built a PC? You know, and, and why did you build a PC? You know, that's a really good question we should ask people. You know, because we have a lot of folks, um, we have a lot of folks on here that have uh have have created you know their own PCs. So so yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh, Kevin. Have you ever had? Uh, have you ever stood in line or, or have a crazy story about a console that you've got? I know you've been in the game for a long time too, buddy. You know, do you have anything? You you do you remember? You know, dragging your mom down to Toys R Us first day on a Saturday, talking about moms. I need this. Buy this for me. <laughs> Honestly, no, uh, because um, when I was a kid, um, 
Gosh, uh, all those early consoles that I got, they were all Christmas presents uh, yeah. from my mom and dad. But I, I will say this, and, and it's, it wasn't a console launch, but it's just, you know, one of the infinite number of reasons why my mom is so awesome. Uh, so I this that particular point, some kind of way, I uh, and there's a... There's there there's two different stories about two different systems. I'll I'll go with the one about my mom first. Uh, we're both going through some difficult some difficult times, difficult problems emotionally. Uh, we were still dealing dealing with some with uh, issues about my dad's death and just like a whole bunch of crap going on. So um, I was working. I was still living at home at the time and. Um, we were at a military base doing our bulk shopping because as a uh, as a widower of well, actually, correction as a widow of a military of military personnel she had access to military bases so we were at this air force base doing our bulk shopping and we happened to be in what they called uh, the commissary and uh while we were in there she was picking up some things and i was just kind of moping around just kind of you know, waiting for the waiting for the time where we could where we could you know, where she would get whatever she was looking for and we could take off. So back then they used to have um, when you were going to place an order uh, for something that wasn't in stock, they used to have these these telephones with a with a catalog like right in front, and there would be like in in this particular Air Force base there would be there was like a row of like maybe four or five telephones with uh, what they call uh, uh, exchange. It wasn't com commissary was the grocery store. The exchange was be like for everything else. So they had these exchange catalogs. So I'm flipping through the exchange catalog. I'm just kind of going through, going through, going through. And I get to the video game section and they have a Neo Geo CD in there. And I was just like, wow. I looked at the price and I was like, wow. I, I always wanted, you know, if you know me, if you know me, you know my my love for S and K and their games and uh how I wanted always wanted to get get one, but it was just too it was you know, it probably wasn't ridiculously priced for the tech at the time, but you know, it was still way out of way out of my price range. But that C D, although expensive, I actually I actually could afford that at the time. So I was looking at it and I was like, oh man, I sure would like, I should like to have that. So my mom is, um, is she, she, she already knew where I was going to be <laughs> mm. either, either looking at TVs, games or, 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 or at the, the look flipping through a catalog. So she came up from behind me and she was telling, telling me it was time to go. And I just said, yeah, I, just, I just said, you know, I was just looking at it. I said, they have one of these uh, Neo Geo CDs uh, in the catalog. So she's like, she just kind of looked at it. She looked at me. She said, you know, we've been going through a lot of stuff. She said, pick up the phone, see if they got it. Just, and I was like, no, well, I got, and I was like, I got the money. She said, no, I'll, I, I've got this one. And this is something that my mom never did. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she she was instrumental in getting me, you know, consoles, you know, along with my dad, you know, as as a little kid. But she was like, "No, we you've you've been through a lot of crap. Well, I'm, this one's on me." So she picked up the phone, and 
she was on there for on there for a while, and they were looking and said, and basically what it, the long and the short of it was, they had just sold the last CD that that, that they had in stock, but the clerk was on the computer. She said the the base in the Air Force base in Guam had a CDZ in stock. Now, for those who don't know, the CDZ was kind of like version 2.0 of the Neo Geo CD, which basically it was just like like faster loading. And I knew already already knew that the uh, the original CD was going to be slow loading, but the CDZ kind of sped that up. And she she asked, "Well, do you want me to look, want me to check for the CDZ?" And my mom was like, she asked her about the price difference, and I guess she she must have told her. She said, "Yeah, go ahead and check anyway." So they were on the phone, on the phone, on the phone, on the phone. And they got a confirmation for the last one at the Air Force Base in Guam. They were in, literally in the process of putting it through, but somebody in Guam physically bought, like, the last one. Oh, damn. Like, <laughs> So I was so I mean my my mom was on the phone for like an extended period of time because in the middle of the transaction the computer said oh we're, we're, we don't we don't have it. So it was she was on the phone like someone had to go into the back and and, and the 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 clerk on the phone uh at at the on the stateside air force base had to get on the horn with somebody in guam <laughs> had to say hey do you guys have this because it was up here it was it was you know in my system but now it's not so because back then it was like a much longer process to do uh credit card you know it was it, you know it's not like it is today where it's just click 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 and you make a purchase you know in this case the Air Force Base was a little bit behind in that. So they had the, the clerk had to get on the phone and talk to somebody in Guam to confirm whether or not they actually had it because the system was not letting her complete the process. So turns out somebody physically went in there and, and bought it. But uh, my mom gets major kudos for even willing, being willing to do that. Um, and the Neo Geo pops up again in another story. I don't know how this happened, but I wound up with two uh, two PlayStation ones. I don't I don't even remember how that happened. And I was in LA. Um, I was I want to say I was hanging out with Damon and Fred. Can't remember. You know, I, yeah, we we were we were in we were all in LA. We were going we were doing something. We were either going to Magic Mountain or something. So. I had taken the side trip. Um, it was one of the stores. I want to say Joe had told it would that have been one of the stores that Joe had told me about because I, I otherwise I wouldn't have known about it. Game it, wasn't game it wasn't Game Dude. It wasn't Game Dude. It wasn't Game Dude. It was another place. Oh, um, probably Japan Video Games then. Yeah, it might have been. So yeah. I went in there, and the guy had a Neo Geo CDZ. And uh, I asked him, I said, you know, he wanted something outrageous for it. And I said, well, I've got a PlayStation 1. For whatever reason, I had the PlayStation 1 in the back of my car. I don't know why. I'm not still trying to figure that out. Okay. So I said, I've got a PlayStation 1. Would you be willing to trade for it? And 
He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 he said, you know, unit for unit, I'll trade you. So he goes into the back of the store and he pit and he, he gets the, the CD and it's like the box is just mangled to hell and back. I mean, that right off the rip was just, just didn't sit well with me. So it was like, uh, can you plug it in <laughs> to make sure that it works? And dude didn't, dude refused to plug in the system. Stop, nope. No, he sorry. did not want to plug in the system. He's like, well, are you questioning, you know, something like questioning his, 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 uh, uh, his honesty or something. I was like, no, I just want to make sure that this thing works. I said, I will plug in my PlayStation one so that you can confirm that, that my unit works. But I said, if we're going to do this trade, I, I need to see that this thing works. And he refused to plug it in. So, <laughs> so I, you keep it. Yeah, so you can have that one, bruh. So those are the only they're they're not launch stories, but they are the two console related episodes that came to my mind. Oh, I mean those those count, you know. To me, in my mind, those those definitely count. Um, so uh, the last person is who 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 uh, basically responded is uh, your friend and mine, Mister Fred French uh 2017 on twitter uh double f 2018 uh says i remember standing in line in walmart waiting to get a gamecube all the talk in line was about uh what games to get with the system oh yes the good old days where you stood in line and got one none of this well the bots bought all of them tough luck and then he he continues on my kids laugh at me all the time when I tell this story. I want to raffle for the right to buy a Wii. My kids laugh and say, "But you didn't win. <laughs> you didn't win the Wii. Just the right to 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 buy it." And I'm like, "Heck yeah! Hey, there was a Wii under the Christmas tree that year. Not an easy thing to get. You know what? I I I, I do have one thing to add to that because that's a very funny uh story because um I wanted a Wii, the first Wii. Uh, not the Wii U, the first Wii. And I remembered I didn't have, like, I was living in San Francisco. Nowhere nowhere around San Francisco had it. And so because they were all sold out. And for whatever reason, I just know, you know what? I'm going to go buy one. I'm, I'm going to surprise Paul. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to do this. So I found one. And it was at the, it was at the Concord, uh, where I live now, funny enough, uh, uh, Best uh, Fries. So I got in the car and I drove all the way to Concord. Uh, stood in line, not in stand, stand in line. I went in there. They had it. I bought it. And I drove it all the way back and I just kind of put it somewhere inconspicuous and uh, kind of went on about my day. And then Paul gets home from work and he's just like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it, it's a Wii." Just very nonchalant. He's like, "You went and bought a Wii?" And I'm like. Yeah, it's like where'd you buy it? I'm like, I had to go to Concord. He's like, you went to Concord? I was like, yep, I went to Concord. He's just like, what the hell? So I was like, yeah. So that's one of the craziest stories that I've done in order to get a console was actually driving to like another city to to actually pick it up because it was it, there it wasn't around. I actually did the same. I actually did the same thing for the for the uh, uh, for the Switch when it first came out too. I couldn't find it anywhere, and it literally did the same prank on Paul. I I I found it somewhere 
at like the Stones Town in San Francisco. I I found it, you know. I found it, and I was just like, "Oh wow!" I finally found one, and went and picked it up, and I was just like, "Oh okay," and and brought it home, and he was just like, "Uh," and he was like, "No, that's that's it." Oh, actually, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, so Paul texted me to to correct me. What had happened was I had actually bought it in Concord, and then he was working at San Ramon at the time, and I went and picked him up from work to surprise him, and the Wii was in the back, and he asked, what the hell is that? Okay, so yes, he, he heard me in the other room and corrected me. Thank you! <laughs> but but that's kind of what happened. But the other one, when I bought the when I got the Switch, he came home and saw it sitting there, and he was just like, what the hell? And I was just like, you know, yeah, I wanted to buy a Switch, and so I bought it. And he was like, okay, you know, he's you know he he's always very chill you know when i when i bring home stuff you know i could probably you know bring home a ps5 and he'd be like okay <laughs> so so yeah that's that's the only time that that i've ever like had really strange stories about getting stuff um and surprising people and it's always been nintendo you know but it's funny cuz as you but as as kind of games get or sorry as systems get more and more um you know um done and and more more and more come into the market and you find out you know you know and then supply and demand kind of goes down and then you and you can kind of get them everywhere and then they get refurbished and then it just becomes a non-issue now um so just remember that you know when when everyone is out there you know with that fervor that they have to get the ps5 now they have to get the ps5 now they have to get the ps5 now you don't have to get it now i mean again this is my opinion but but you know give it Give it a couple more months and you'll go to, they'll be at every retailer, you know, that you can find and it'll be there. So just bide your time, you know, and just kind of wait it out. Having said that, if Joe was to show up with like a, said, hey, I got one in a cart, I'd be like, buy it, buy it. <laughs> That's all the fervor nowadays is the, trying to secure it online and or you know do it that way but yeah you know. yeah like when fred was talking about you just gotta go to walmart stand and pick up your thing and, and leave you know before before this you know happened and you know i don't know but i mean it, it's all it's all kind of relative depending on you know what's what's what you want and what's being made so so again it's all it's all relative so yeah um but that's pretty much it uh well, thank you i have a couple more war stories to oh you have a couple more war stories i didn't realize oh go on joe please no I no sorry, I, I was just i was just interjecting as you went right. on but okay, yeah yeah no. tell me tell fill us fill us up joe i know you got tons of stuff then go on buddy well i remember for the original xbox uh launch uh me and a group of my friends uh were waiting in line at best buy and then we saw a comparable line next door at target this is the Best Buy and Target in the Fresno River Park shopping complex. And so I just love the fact that we're like waiting in dueling lines and me and my friend Scott wound up uh, going inside the Target while my other friends were like waiting at the Best Buy to get in and we were able to get in and grab a uh, original Xbox at the time. And so I just remember because I didn't pre-order that particular system on there. And then I also remember too, uh, for the 360, we were just bouncing around. I wasn't willing to wait in line for that. And we wound up, me and my friend Mark, which you, you guys both probably remember, uh, we wound up uh, going to Costco of all places. And uh, Costco wound up having uh, the 360 on that. You know, prior to system launches, though, I mean, back in the late 80s, early 90s, it's like I 
it wasn't a, a said practice. I would literally be calling like Toys R Us like every day in August. Uh, I remember, you know, because back then I was like 19, 1989 when the, both the Sega Genesis and the TurboGrafx-16 came out. The Genesis, Genesis came out in like August, but there was no release date. There was no like say, oh, it's going to be out on this day and queue up in line like it was like that. So I just literally had to call Toys R Us almost every day, found that they had it in stock. And because, you know, I'm a single guy living at home, working for the <laughs> government, I just went down to Toys R Us and bought all my launch games and bought my system and was happier than you know what. And same thing with the Turbo 16, you know, it's like, you know, at that point in time, that was my thing where I finally became a multi-platform owner because you know back in the day kevin could probably attest you know you only won't own one platform and you stuck with that platform you know i wasn't gonna ask my parents to go pick up multiple platforms you know my dad would be uh sly enough to keep the original box and back then the return policies were pretty liberal so basically i was upgrading from a 2600 to a coleco vision and i upgraded from that to a uh, Atari 5200, and you know, all you had to do is just basically uh, box everything up, take it back to your retailer, get your full price back, and put the money towards the other consoles. So it's like it's almost like I had like a library of games and systems to call upon if I just uh, did the return and be able to do the swap. And that's how my parents helped to satisfy my my carnal urge for games back when I was you know, 11 and 12 years old. And then, of course, the crash really helped, too. But uh, and then I think my, like, one great story was, uh, you know, this is for the Dreamcast launch. Me and I said same group of friends. We were queued up, and we are going to go to the Software Etc. at um, midnight. This is the Software Etc. in Clovis. And so, you know, what did we do? Because it was a system launch at midnight, uh, you know. Uh, we went to the local Bennigan's and were was drinking and acting the fool and eating lots of food and just uh, getting ready to go over to the mall around 11 o'clock and queuing up on that. And I remember for the fact I thought we were the last people to walk out of the Bennigan's when they were closing up. And I jokingly uh, bent over like I was a f uh, football center and did a hike and farted very loudly and uh, lo and behold there was like a couple cowboys like walking i didn't know <laughs> and we're all just laughing and just dying because of the fact that you know these cowboys are like what the hell did you eat son <laughs> you know talking Yikes. to me and like you know like dying over and then we went to go wait in this line you know um obviously i had a, a bit to drink and uh, that was the same night Final Fantasy uh, 12 came out, and uh, I was in line. I already had a Japanese Dreamcast at the time because I'm Mr. Hoity Porty over here. Oh, look at me. I got a Japanese Dreamcast. So I wasn't going <laughs> to get a console, but I was in line to get Final Fantasy 12 for my roommate at the time, which might have been John, possibly. You know, I, I forget which roommate I was buying it for. <laughs> I was just my John, John, were you? John, were you that roommate? Let us know. <laughs> I remember our friend Jonathan too. He he's, was egging on the security guard and wound up getting kicked out of the line and kicked out of the mall. You know, so 
I, I remember looking at the Dreamcast launch. I wound up picking up a US Dreamcast a couple of weeks later. You know, so I just had, had the kits small. So, you know, because I had to wait to see whether the games were back compat between Japan and US. And, you know, I should have waited because, you know, after a while, all the Dreamcast games were burnable and, you know, people were pirating them to hell and back. But that's a whole other story in itself. So that is a whole other story. <laughs> yes, indeed. But. Yeah, those are my console launch memories, so. I'm sure, yeah, it sounds like you had a, a blast, you know, literally, um, back in the day. So, uh, so thank what you. I didn't everyone. regret, one, just I, another aside, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. One, I didn't regret, because I did not buy a PS3 at launch, but if you ever go on the YouTube and type in PS3 Best Buy Fresno, you get to see all these fools acting the fool on there. It's like police involvement and all this other stuff so it's it's just kind of funny to think uh <laughs> all that crap happened you know at the same place i was queuing up you know i i possibly i was thinking about going down and queuing up that night but i'm grateful i didn't based on the yeah. youtube videos <laughs> yeah you'd be a bystander buddy oh i know so so uh thank you again to everyone who took the time to comment uh we love hearing your feedback and we love you know having you guys answer the questions um if you want to you know answer these questions uh just you know joe always posts them after the show has been posted so you can always look for that um and you can always join our discord because we are constantly talking on there we we, we have really good conversations uh and at the end kevin will be letting you know how you can join the discord so for our next uh question we basically because it's the end it's the end of the year and um we want to know basically what is the coolest and we're gonna we're just gonna say because i know we're talking about video games a lot but i wanted to say what is the coolest like toy you got for christmas it could have been a video game it could have been a bike just what is the coolest you know, toy or thing that you got for Christmas when you were a kid. You know, let's let, let's take a really nice, you know, walk down memory lane and, and just think about it. You know, when we were a kid and everything was free for you because, you know, your parents had to, you know, take care of you because it was a law, you know. <laughs> and And so what did you get, you know, for Christmas that you just look back on and you're just like damn like that was the that that mm, that that toy or that thing just 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 really made christmas you know um special you know and i have some i know we have some really interesting christmas stories uh, between the three of us to share with you so um i cannot wait to hear uh your uh your comments like i i just can't wait to hear it you know so please you know, let me know. And, and, and for you folks out there that got kids, you know, what was something that you, well, what was a toy you gave your kid and you just saw their eyes just light up like crazy, you know, that, that, that could be it too. Cause, cause we can share the love, you know, if, if, if you don't remember or you want to talk about your kids, let us know, you know, so just, just, just what is a really cool thing you got for Christmas or you got your kids. So, so Yeah. That's pretty much uh that's pretty much it for the main event. So uh Kev, I'm gonna turn it back over to you, buddy. All righty. So our 
thank you for for that and and a shout out to everyone that responded to our main event question uh we're glad that that um we're getting the feedback that we're getting on on these so all 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 credit goes to our listenership and those who follow us on social media for get, sending in their points of view and their perspectives on these questions. Thank you so much. So our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. And we got Trader Joe on deck to let you know what's been going on in the games industry. So, Joe, take it away. Okay, my first item on the docket has to do with the little game that came out last week we talked at the beginning of the show so you know i think that between the three of us we don't have a lot of like a horse in this particular race i do own the game digitally on here but cyberpunk 2077 is not doing so great on there so just to kind of recap everything of course it came out uh, the digital foundry videos had numerous bugs in all of the console versions even the ps5 uh, running a back compat and also the Xbox Series consoles uh, weren't running this game all that great. And it's been riddled with a lot of bugs and uh, whatnot. And so there was a lot of fervor about this uh, within CD Projekt Red as far as them being possibly deceptive, not uh, you know releasing uh, review code to reviewers until the last minute on there. Uh, I know they had their like little... Um, little features showcase where they were only showing certain portions of the game on running on console. And so, you know, really and truly what's has gone on since then is that uh, they went and posted on social media that, uh, you know, if you want, go ahead and request a refund <laughs> through your normal outlets, you know, because if you bought the game digitally on there um you were able to request a refund through psn and same thing with xbox uh, with their store on that and they also commented that go to your retailers and see if they'll return a game you think a retailer will return a game that's been open i don't think so but lo and behold um i guess with uh, sony getting a lot of requests for refunds uh they came to an agreement with cd project red they have pulled uh, Cyberpunk 2077 from the P uh, PlayStation Store, uh, uh, so you for cannot shame. buy this game digitally at all. So, but they're offering full refunds for anyone that wants a full refund because of the way the game has come in hot, hot and extremely buggy. I know for at least the PlayStation 4 and 5 consoles on there, there's still a significant amount of uh, crashes that have been occurring on there. I've seen numerous like you know, little videos on like Twitter of like, you know, misplaced like items, like someone eating uh, food with chopsticks and you see the chopstick chopsticks moving, but no food and someone eating a hamburger and the hamburger is just like, you know, magically appearing and disappearing on there. Um, I know looking at the digital foundry footage on uh, running off the Xbox one, you know, the original OG Xbox one uh, that during their uh, playthrough, like the game froze for one minute and 20 seconds with no progression literally just froze the system on there so uh, cd project red uh, has a lot of ground to make up on this of course there was a report released by bloomberg that basically has cost because of the stock prices going down uh, that the stock price devalued by over one billion dollars on there so on there so that's basically it and i just want to kind of bring it up because it's like the 
hot topic de jour. I know for between the three of us, we're probably not as invested in this, but it's definitely still a point of discussion on here. So, you know, for me at least, I'm not looking to even deal with this game until I know it's been fixed to a certain degree. Uh, since I have it digitally because I bought the Xbox One X and have a digital code with it, you know, it's like if I play it now or if I play it when it's actually complete and or less buggy, I think I'll wait till it's complete and less buggy. I'm not going to try to go through the aggravation on that. But, you know, it kind of focuses, too, on the uh, what ha what's happening within CG Project Red themselves as far as I know probably the people that are creating the creators of this game probably didn't want to see it to come out. And... Uh, you know, it's a point that I don't know who was pushing for the release, whether it was the publisher, which publishers WB Games in the North America and like Bandai Namco in Europe on there, or whether it's a point that, you know, the, you know, financial heads of CGA Project Red was like, get this thing out. You know, they've been working on this game for seven, eight years. And so uh, it's just been a literal, I hate, excuse my French, a shit show uh, with this game on there. So any thoughts, Des, I know you've been watching a lot of free, you know, Let's Plays and some social media footage of people playing the game right now. So um, I think it's, uh, I think it's really sad. Um, <clears throat> I think it's really sad that it had to come to that. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I. Once I found out that the game was going to be um, first person, my enthusiasm dropped a lot. But again, I was always thinking, okay, this is cyberpunk. Uh, I played the RPG, uh, the pen and paper RPG, when I was in high school. I love the themes, and I love the world that was created. So I was going to give it a chance. Um, after seeing the gameplay and watching, like I watched a couple of walkthroughs, you know, uh, not completely just to see, uh, you know, just to see what the game was looking like. And I've watched it on, you know, all various different so I've watched it on high-end PCs, and the game looks amazing on high-end PCs. You know, there are still glitches and bugs, but but just, but just like, how the game is supposed to look, quote-unquote, looks great. But those other, the looking at it on the base uh, Xbox and PS4... Even on the pro to some extent, you know, it just, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, I, I, I thought that maybe they thought that because because of the goodwill that they have with, with folks, it won't be, like, people would be so hard on them or that they could, you know, skate by and it would be okay. But this is not, like, this is some serious stuff. And again, I was not there for the release of The Witcher 3. And from what I understand, The Witcher 3 released with with uh, a lot of, well, not a lot of bugs, but, but a lot of bugs and a lot of stuff as well. And then they fixed it and then turned it into a great game. So, like, if that's their track record, are we at all surprised that they would do the same thing with... Um, with cyberpunk 2077 you know i think this was basically them saying hey <clears throat> we're gonna do the you know we did the best we can we didn't want to you know push it you know and then here's what here's what you got 
you know, and I think that that speaks greater volumes uh, of of the mentality of the of the um, of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for of the develop of of how games are developed because if 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 it's okay to put out this game in the state that it is in and then say oh we'll fix it or oh we're sorry or oh this is okay you know those people you know CD Projekt Red these people are still getting paid <clears throat> you know millions of dollars you know for a broke ass game you know and then and and they can say oh it's the fervor of the people they were really wanting us to release the game now and we wanted to we already delayed it three times delay it again you know i mean it's like having some pride in your in in, in your product and what you're putting out there <clears throat> you know this game is going to be probably really really good in a year you know um or 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 in the middle of 2020 uh, 2021 or at the end of 2021 so for me personally uh i'm not even touching this game until until christmas 2021 uh because it'll be on sale um i most likely will have a ps5 at, by then and then i'll be playing a much better game than than i am playing now um i can't remember who it was but one writer said and i, I think it was hilarious he said every game nowadays should be should be like when they release a game every consumer should be told that this is an early this this is a, a a an alpha build of the game that you're buying because of because of uh, because of the rate in which these games are released super buggy and 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 not complete and that's sad so probably jason schreier more than i think it, it probably was jason schreier you know that 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 name is ringing the bell ringing the ringing a bell but I, i'm not really sure so all i know yeah. is I was just like, when you said that, I was just like, or when I read that, I was just like, that's, that's messed up, you know, that, that, that us as consumers, you know, are okay with this, you know, and I think what happened was they, they, they did a cost, they did a cost analysis, honestly, I think CD Projekt Red, you know, and the powers that be did a, did an analysis and said, okay, we're going to make this much money because they know it because they had pre-sales and they had, they had the projections to see how much money they had. And they said, if we make this much money, you know, we can have, and, and we can't, and we take into account this many possible re, re, returns or refunds, you know, can we live with this, you know, bottom line? And I'm, they probably said, we definitely can. And they said, okay, we'll then release the game and we'll fix it. We'll fix it as we go. You know, and 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 I just don't like that. I don't like that thought. You know that that it's okay to release a game like that and just say, oh, we'll just we'll just eat whatever you know goodwill we have. You know, and 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 hopefully, you know these these fickle gamers will forget about it, and then you know this will be hailed as one of the best games ever. You know, um, all I know is that all their DLC better come out for free and um, or 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 they've got they better they better do something because this just like I. I, I, I it's just so weird to me that 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 this was even that this was even allowed at this point. It's just 
This is crazy. Yeah. So. They remind me of Bethesda. They remind me of Bioware. There's the two other companies that kind of have kind of done the same thing. Fallout 76, of course, every Skyrim game known to man as far as Elder Scrolls. Mainline game, you know, at least for the last few years, especially on the console side, console versions tend to be muck for Bethesda games. Uh, Fallout 76 was especially egregious on here. Uh, mm -hmm. I think this will equal Cyberpunk 2077's launch on there. I think I mentioned on GH Radio, we were talking about this, saying I felt more disappointed with Anthem than I do, do with Cyberpunk 2077 because of the fact that I actually was looking forward to Anthem. I can only imagine for uh, the people out there listening have been looking to play this game on there. One thing also, too, is that the PC version, like you said, the PC version's running great uh, for the most part, except for numerous bugs. I know today they... Uh, had a statement saying that if your uh, save goes beyond eight megabytes, that it will corrupt uh, the save and permanently corrupt it, meaning that you will lose your save game. Oh, so, come on. I mean, yeah. Uh... <laughs> there was also another um, journalist for Game Informer that wound up suffering a um, seizure because of the um, strobing of the ray tracing in the PC version on there. Well, she suffered a major seizure yeah. and then they added a warning at the beginning of the game versus doing something about no 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 it, no, so. no they actually fixed it they, they actually, fixed it okay yeah they actually the 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 newest patch did resolve that issue so now when you when you when you look at it um you will not your head will not explode so that's that's good so but yeah supposedly it has been fixed so okay have you got any uh anything to say about all this business uh, this game will be on Game Pass by May or June, so I wouldn't even trip on trying to get it. It's going, it's going straight to Game Pass. This is a, this is a cluster. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and I think of all the, um, I think of all the stands that were hyping this game, influencers. That were just, just oh man, this game is gonna so awesome. It's gonna be so great. Paris, it's gonna be so whoever, whether it's Paris or you know, he wasn't the only one up there that oh, got his free chair. Um, there was a lot of them, and this is what happens when you listen to people who have, you know, I'm not saying you can't you can't make money off of what you do, you know. If if you've got if you're if you're if you've turned yourself into a brand, hey, go ahead and do it. But everything from from them, you know, not insisting that the console version not be shown, refusing to submit console code to reviewers, you know, uh, what do they call that? B roll from PC only to be displayed, you know. Something was up with this game. Something was up from this game from the jump. Um, I was turned off from the fact that, I, you know, that it's first person only. And all these upgrades and mods, I can't see them. <laughs> which didn't make yeah. any, doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I had already decided that if I was going to get this game, it was going to be on PC. Here's what should have happened. This game should have been delayed again to make the console version at least playable. 
because from what I've seen, depending on how bad your bugs are, this game is not playable on on the current on I guess now last gen consoles. It, it sounds like it's not. Uh, it sounds like it's you have to baby it on PC if your save file grows to a certain grows to a certain size. So that's a substantial problem. Uh, even on the PC side, if the, if your save files grow to a certain size, then the game just corrupts your save and you, and you lose your progress. You have to start all over again. I mean, that's insane. This game should have been worked and worked and worked until it was at least playable all the way through. Anybody could have, anybody could have seen that this game was not going to be visually appealing on PlayStation 4, Xbox One hardware, be it Pro or X1 or, or One X hardware. That should have been obvious to it. To it if the scope, what they were trying to accomplish with this game, if you weren't going to be getting it on PC, you know, you're just, it's just not going to look, but it should have at least have been playable. In my opinion, this game probably should have just launched on PC only and then done a PC port to PS5 and, and Series X. Yes. It should have skipped the PS4 and the Xbox One generation hardware altogether. And I know, yeah, well, this game's been in development for 78 years. They put X amount of millions of dollars behind it. They would have they done this, they done that, yada, 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 yada. It, it, it should have been PC only. I mean, how many uh, how many PC gamers are there out there? I mean, we keep hearing we we keep hearing about it. There would have been enough sales on the PC side to make a profit, given the hype this game was getting. They could have made some made made their money on the PC side and then ported over to the PS5 and the Series X. Uh, at a later time, yeah. and this would have been a much better situation. Now, I'm st you still got to make sure that you can play the game on the PC. You got to make sure that your mm -hmm. save isn't going to disappear. You know, if it grows to a certain size, that should have been fixed. But just scrap the PS4, PS5 hardware launch, yeah, and just and do it with the PC. Yeah, do it just like they did with Monster Hunter you know come out later you know with a with with a better build and just 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 better overall i just i don't know like i and i hope it's but not mark my most... words this this game is coming to game pass so oh, yeah. i wouldn't even trip on trying to uh think about when 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 they're gonna be picking this thing up on sale or picking the no this this thing this thing has this thing has has you only got one time to make a good imp first impression. You only got one time, and it's going to be it, it. It's it's going straight to Game Pass. But I say by June, by the latest, probably sooner. Well, well there you go, Joe. Good deal. Okay, I think we, uh, you know, let us know what you guys think. I know this was a big topic of discussion with a lot of different gamers and you know we'll we'll kind of read your opinions next episode and kind of get uh, what your feel for it i know like uh you know checking out the uh, discord like i know that a few people have been playing on pc 
and it looks great on PC right now. You know, it should have, like Kev said, just been a PC only release, and then, uh, you know, they could have uh, gotten like a separate developer, like they did with the other cross-gen games, like the original Titanfall, where you know you're going to have your particular software house convert the game over to the last-gen consoles and make sure it works properly. They should have invested the amount of money that they needed to to make sure that everyone got a complete good version of this game. It's kind of funny that Stadia is the one platform that actually could run the game decent, still with bugs, but, you know, uh, that's just kind of ironic that people have been enjoying it on Stadia, of all things. So, Well, they're just streaming the PC version of it. That's what they're doing, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all they're doing. Good on you, I guess. I good, good on Google, I guess, for that. Yeah. I mean, they have there a deal right now. If you buy the game out of the Stadia store, you get a free Chromecast Ultra and a free con- Stadia controller uh, shipped out to you. So, so you yeah. get something physical for plunking down sixty bucks on a uh, <laughs> ethereal access to their servers. <laughs> Yeah, Sadie, Sadie over here laughing at all y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Y'all just give us sixty bucks for a game that you don't have. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> but oh, here, awesome. here's a controller for you that probably cost us two dollars to make. Enjoy. <laughs> and the Chromecast. Oh boy, uh, you know. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right. Next news on docket for this episode. You know, this is a, a pet game. This is one of our favorite. Uh, series uh, within this podcast. So Earth Defense Force 6, uh, they have stated uh, that the game will be launching end of 2021 at the earliest in Japan. So uh, this was out of an interview in the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu with uh, D3 uh, publisher, producer uh, Nobuyuki uh, Yoji Ima on there. So, and uh, they're going to say, hey, enjoy EDF World Brothers for a year. So I'm not sure if I'm too excited about World Brothers, but we'll see once that comes out. If you're not familiar with EDF World Brothers, that's the voxel slash, you know, Minecrafty looking EDF spin-off game that's they're currently working on. So on there. But I'm definitely looking forward to EDF six. So we'll see uh, once it does rear its head on there. So any thoughts on EDF six being so far out? Or are you looking forward to it when it does come out at least? I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, uh, did it say if it was going to come on the PS5, right? They haven't announced platforms yet, so I'm not uh, entirely sure. You know, maybe want, it will. I want high def hectors, <laughs> high <Yeah>. def ants. Oh, <laughs> and once you get your PS5, dude, um, EDF5 runs almost at 60 frames. You know, so I know towards the end of that game. It is a freaking slideshow. It goes down to like 10, 15 yeah. frames at least. Yeah, it's like it bad. <laughs> so that's oh, why i'm kind of like open that it's not super crazy but whatever no no i am looking forward to doing the second run you know i've only run the ranger and it's like i could probably get some more value out of that game by running through a wing diver or one of the other um character classes on that game so if i ever get bored or if i want an edf fix you know that is probably the way i'm going to go at least until edf6 kind of rears its head you know, and because that's in the Japan end of the year in Japan, probably we're not going to see that until 2022 at some point. So, oh, all right. Next thing I want to talk about, we kind of talked about this game a couple times. We talked about. Oh, hold on, hold on, so. Kev. Do you have anything? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Kev, do you have anything to add? Oh yeah, I'll, I will get it right. Take all the time you need. There you go. 
See, take the time you need. Yes. All right, next item I want to mention, this is a game that Kev mentioned before. I've kind of been keeping an eye on this game. This is a game called Fist Forge and Shadow Torch on here. So this is an indie game. Uh, this is being uh, developed from some creators in China on there, but uh, they have confirmed that they are going to be releasing a PS5 version of this game as well on here. So if you haven't had a chance to take a look at this, this is like a, uh, um, a furry lover's uh, best dream because it's basically you get to play a angry bunny rabbit on there. It has a massive robot robotic arm on his back on there. So And so you're able to use the combat. It looks very um, action platformer-esque with maybe some Metroidvania aspects to it. But it looks like the combat looks really interesting on there so uh, they showed some arcade type combat with a fist a drill and a whip on there so so we'll have to take a look to see but it is scheduled to come out sometime in spring 2021 and will be coming out for pc ps4 and ps5 so on there i'm grateful that they have a ps5 version of this game in the works any thoughts kev i know this is a game you've been kind of keeping an eye on so yeah i, I like what i saw I liked what I saw on the uh, Game Awards that the trailer that they had to show there. The hopefully I'm I'm hoping that the combat is what's kind of be more so front and center than than anything else. I mean, I'll do Metroidvania games, but you know when it's when they overdo it, you know, and you have to backtrack to stuff that you don't remember seeing, like you know an hour earlier in the game that that's when i uh, it, it kind of loses me so as long as the combat's first and foremost i don't mind a little backtracking but as long as it doesn't spend too much you don't spend too much time doing that then i'm all good but the combat looks really good any thoughts des on this have you is this game on your radar now or have this is the first time you've seen it or it's on my radar now like the first time i saw it so you know um but yeah yeah i'm definitely um gonna gonna follow it i know you guys are really are really kind of interested in it so hey if you guys are interested i know my interest is peak now yeah all right and then also this last week uh nintendo did uh wound up bringing out a, a nice indie world video like i about a 15 minute presentation on there for the upcoming indie games for the switch on here so what they showed off on the indie world showcase uh spelunky and spelunky 2 are coming to switch on there so uh they're coming in summer 2021 on there the original spelunky will have local uh, co-op support and the spelunky 2 will also support both online and local co-op play on there also too they have a couple of timed exclusives uh, one is called fist of fluffs which is a brawling cat game i know i sent this over to you des with the quickness yeah. to check out the trailer so you know it's going to be available at some point <laughs> in early 2021 on there. So it looked kind of cute on there. So if yeah, you want to get some cat brawling going on, I know, Kev, you're a fan of the, the little meow meows. So, you know, who knows? You know, maybe you want to play some uh, some Fist of Fluffs as well. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, I don't maybe, know. maybe <laughs> not. Yeah. <laughs> They also showed another quirky party game called Very Very Valet on there, which is kind of cool. You're like uh, taking uh, some cars out there in a top-down 2D style. So, okay, and, and another game that they showed, um, they had a uh, a game called Tunche on here. So, and it's a, a hand-drawn 
uh, basically brawler on there. It's being developed by some uh, developers from South America on there. And so uh, basically what they're doing is they're taking kind of their set piece on there and um, doing a uh, Amazon Rainforest co-op brawler on there. On there. So it looked kind of cool. You know, I always like my brawler. So and they also have an appearance from the Hat Kid from Hat in Time. As one of the playable playable characters on there, so that is going to be a time exclusive on the Switch. I'll be out in March 2021 on there, and then also too they have uh, uh, Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy Forever coming out on December 23rd on here. That one was confirmed on the Game Awards already, but it does have Switch time exclusivity on there on this platform. So kind of take a look at that. So any thoughts on any of those two games, Tunche or Super Meat Boy Forever, guys? Super Meat Boy Forever seems super crazy. Like, I oh. tried playing that game, and I just, no. I was like, you were out of control. So, I don't know. Um, I mean, I might watch you play it and get frustrated, but I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm not playing me. it. Hales, no. I'm able to go back. Yeah. I never played Super Meat Boy proper, so maybe it's a point that I'll just go check that game out at some point. But, you know, all, all I see is Tito dancing, singing, it's torture. You know, that's what yeah. I see. <laughs> so. 100%. So what yeah. about you? What about you, Kev? No, I'm not. I I'm plat. I'm not a platformer guy, and I mean, Super Meat Boy platforming is just on a whole other level. I mean, there one pixel width can mean life or death in that game. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not down for the pixel torture. So oh yeah, I feel you. Now the next game uh, mentioned on the Indie World Direct was a game that me and Des played at PAX when we last attended the show. And this is this game called Cyber Shadow. It's being published by Yacht Club Games on there. So it is a retro-inspired, Ninja Gaiden-inspired with the little Metroid influence in there. But it is definitely more of an old-school Ninja Gaiden type. You know, I would, you know, from when I played it at the show, it kind of remind me, gave me Shadow of the Ninja vibes, if you remember that NES game from Natsume on there. So that game is coming out for the Switch. It will be out on January 26th. They did mention that if you have any um, Shovel Knight Amiibos, that there's going to be some uh, Amiibo built-in functionality with it. So you're able to queue up uh, you know, some special helpers if you do have that now. Any because I know Des, you remember playing this game or watching me play the game at PAX. I remember, right? you, I remember you watching. I remember watching you play that game, and that game looks fun. You know, that was one of my things. Is I really wish that I would have um would have would have played it. You know, just to give it a, a chance. But yeah, if you're really if you're really thinking about old school, um, you know, old school like you were saying, Ninja Gaiden bit. kind of stuff. It's yeah, eight yeah. bit. It's it looks really good. So I'm happy that it's finally getting a release date. Uh, because I definitely would, I definitely would check it out, you know. And Kev, if you really like those old school um, Ninja Gaiden kind of games, I think I think you actually might like this, you know. Um, I think it's definitely up your alley, Kev. Yeah, uh, I think I think you as as a as a beat 'em up fan, you know, I I think that you would like it. Like I really do. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, well, again, I wish I would have. I wish I would have played it while I was there, but watching Joe play it, like we sit there for a good like ten ten minutes, you know, just playing it. So I I definitely think that you would enjoy this. Okay, I might yeah. take a look at it. 
Well, you're definitely going to take a look at because I saw it was on a sizzle reel on Xbox Games Pass, so it is coming to <laughs> Games Pass. It'll probably be out day and date, knowing because uh, they've secured quite a few indie titles, and so I know uh, this is not a Nintendo Switch timed exclusive or anything. It's probably be out day and date on Games Pass. So if you want to redeem your <laughs> two three month codes at some point, Kev, this might you know uh, steer you over for that. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure even though it's on the world's most powerful console, that'll probably run the same as it does on the Switch, so. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he's it's, not lying, though, so. Yeah, I mean, it's not a game that requires next-gen console power, quote-unquote. You know, I, I'd love that Xbox's messaging, and you know, I'm going to go buy one like adult, but they've uh, changed their wording from the world's most powerful console to the uh, most powerful Xbox. They've changed their wording after all these digital foundries, um, you know, They're versus, yeah, you know, they don't want to get hit with no libel or anything like that. But mm -hmm. you're smart too. All right. Now, also on the uh, Nintendo Indie World showcase, they did announce a few games. So these are games that were initially um just newly announced on this so uh, they have a game called calico which is a quirky game where the goal is to run a cat cafe so you have to uh, serve coffee to cats so you know obviously this is not a game up my alley at all uh, des you have any thoughts on this being the cat yeah, enthusiast? I mean, yeah it looks kind of cool i mean you basically all it is is about opening a cat cafe and yeah. there's, there's like all different sizes of cats running around and you're trying to feed them and you're trying to build this cat cafe. It looks like it looks like one of those, you know, just kind of one of those chill games that you just, you know, just play just to chill. Now, I will I would probably buy it on a on a sale, you know, um, to see how it is. But I mean, I like it's one of the ones that you sent me. And so I watched it and looked at it and I sent it to a couple of friends and it was just like, hey. You know, this looks kind of interesting. And I was like, yeah, it does, but I don't know. So, yeah, it, you know, I'm like, eh, this is this little, I'd rather check out Stardew Valley or something like that versus playing something like this. It's a little bit too, uh, you know, maybe, you know, you, know, you never little, know, but a little too laxing. I don't know. Just kind yeah. of like, like there was just a lot of like, I don't know. So, so we'll see. Yeah. It was a shallow drop though. So it came out day and date on the, yeah. on the, uh, eShop. So, and also another game that was Shadow Drop was Grindstone, which is the latest game from Capybara Games on there. So, this game previously has been on iOS mobile devices on there. I think it was part of the uh, Apple Arcade. It was. Well. And so, I have played it. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Capybara. Capybara, if you haven't known their like prior games in the, their catalog, uh, they've created uh, games like Critter Crunch for back on the PS3. On there was like a really cool puzzle game that I enjoyed, but they also done stuff like Super Time Force and Below on there. But uh, it did Shadow Drop. Um, it's available right now. Um, any impressions? Because I know you played it on iOS, right, Des? Oh yeah, I played the crap out of it on iOS. Like it was, it was, a, it's a fun little game. You know, again, it's <laughs> it's a it's a time waster. You literally play that game uh, in order to wind down um in your bed like it, it's perfectly made for um nintendo switch dock or handheld mode when you're laying in bed and you just kind of play it or you're in the bathroom and you just kind of play it it's that's the best that's the best that i could could give that game um i hope it's 
I hope it's super cheap because uh, I really like the art style. It's got a quirky little art style, and it's it's very bloody. So I hope they didn't do anything with the with the with that blood, and and they really kept it uh, kept it going. But it's uh it's a fun again it's a fun little little time waster. Um, yeah, it's a uh, fourteen ninety nine right now in the shop. That's too expensive. <laughs> that's too expensive. Well, that's I was gonna. Expensive. No, that's I was gonna actually that game. ask you if because I am eight bit has a physical copy of it, but it's in the for pre order right now for thirty four ninety nine. Oh my or... god, no. <laughs> okay. No, no, do not. I mean, do hey, not... do what you want with your money because it's your money and use it how you want to. JJ Wentworth, but I don't know. That's a that's asking a lot, yo. Like. I mean, I like the game, but damn. <laughs> I think it, it comes with some themed crayons and a coloring like book of some sort. Uh, uh, <laughs> damn, no, uh-uh. no, that's a okay. that's a negatory Ghost Rider on that one. Okay. No, no, also, no. also highlighted another indie game called Alba: A Wildlife Adventure. So this is from the developers of Monument Valley on here so and i thought this game looked pretty cool it's just about saving an island and it's wildlife so you're over there doing all the social socially uh you know earth day kind of stuff like cleaning beaches you know saving sick animals like you know dolphins getting snarled up in like you know uh plastic in the in the sea and so on and so forth and then basically you know maybe helping a kid or two uh, learn the power of environmentally uh safe activities on there it's like you know i'm pretty sure if you want to get all political you could probably say oh they're making a bunch of socialists with this damn game but no no this is all doing all sorts of cool things just to save uh the protagonist alba's um island from you know going to waste in a uh, post-apocalyptic <laughs> fashion on there so bunch of liberals bunch of damn sure. liberals yes i'm like sure I don't I don't know what else to say to that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now a couple of like kind of weird horror <sighs> games. They got a game called Inosha on here, which is a creepy looking visual novel. I kind of just like kind of threw a pass on that. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know about you guys. I'm getting sick of horror games. You know, it seems like Xbox wants to like corner the market in horror games, but you know, it's like, there's only so much I need to take a look. And then there's also another game they shall called happy game which is anything but on there. And so, you know, eh, <laughs> you know, that's my thing. But then they ended the indie showcase with the reveal that they were shadow dropping Among Us, which is the Twitch surprise hit on there. So, you know, I haven't played it. Uh, Des, have you watched any live streams or anything? Oh, yeah. yeah, I watched a bunch of live streams about it. It's, you know, uh, the reason why, I think the reason why it, it did so well is because, um, because of uh it's unfortunate but i think it's just because of uh the pandemic like we were able they literally you you literally don't have to be anywhere you can play i think up to 12 people or something and yeah. it's a who done it like so yeah i i am not surprised um <clears throat> and i i like kudos to them you know for for going out for you know for creating that game and you know more power to you for getting for getting the bank you know you know. I know when they first released on Steam, it you know it was just doing okay. It wasn't like the world burner that it was. But, oh no. Uh, oh, no! You know they put it in different languages too, so I think it took off in like Korea and other places because they managed to 
even though they were a smaller team, we managed to translate it in quite a number of different languages. And so I have not watched any playthroughs. I know like, you know, people like AOC have been playing it on Twitch, you know, that's been the Twitch sensation, but I, I couldn't be bothered, I guess. You know, I'm too, too like, hoity-poity about that, you know, take a look at it's it. Not, but, uh... It's not that. It's just, um, it's just a fun little game. Like, you, you, it's, 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 it's all about deductive reasoning, you know, and lying. And people love party games where you can lie and do deductive reasoning. I mean, that's, that's, that's the big thing about it's, the game. It's kind of know? like Clue? A little bit or is it a little bit uh, well you, you each you basically have two imposters and the rest of you and you have to like you're you're given a uh you you're given a task everyone has tasks and then you try to kill if you're an imposter you try to kill everyone and then and then get away with it by by subterfuge so you basically lie and you know and, and you're trying to avoid the gaze of of your other people you know of, of your fellow of your fellow uh, players, so and that's that's what's so great about it is because you can literally like lie, like it, it's a it, about it, and wow. and the person and the person who is dead, you know, is not supposed to talk about what happened. You know, they're not supposed to say, oh, you know, so and so killed me and whatnot. So yeah, you know, and but that's why I don't. So and one, but one of the things that makes it so good is is the fact that you can actually talk to people and you hear people talking about it so so there's no there's no real native um language uh, or native voice on the um on the switch so that might be kind of hard to do because you can't hear anybody talking so so i don't know um it, it might be it might be fun i don't know um it just seems oh. the reason why it's so much fun is because you're watching streamers do it, and yeah, and of course, it's hilarious because you know more than they do, you know. Yeah. Um, so will this transfer over? I don't know. I do know that the developer is working on a new one, uh, uh, Among Us Two, uh, because because that game was like the game was like super old. I guess I didn't realize this, but it was like it's like it's like two years old or something. So it's been yeah, around it for a while. Yeah. So. So they're working on a new game. Um, hopefully, it will be um, just as good uh, as the new one, or they're able to increase, um, increase, uh, or 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 um, build upon what they already have, and it's fun. So good for them. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're um, it's out on PC Games Pass right now. I keep mentioning Game Pass like I'm some sort of spokesman. I'm just putting it out there. But and uh, they're shield. It's fine. No, I'm not. <laughs> Get, get it over with man i'm just pointing out the facts just the facts man just the facts just the facts yes uh they stated that uh, uh among us will be out once it's out for xbox on xbox games pass so you know kev i know you've been just chomping at the bit to check out among us so get get that three month uh, xbox games pass ultimate code on on the docket on there get that redeemed el pronto tanto there so. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so funny. And then uh, that's all for the indie showcase. And I got one last news story, and something that's kind of giving me a little bit of anxiety because of the fact um, that Sucker Punch has basically released some new outfits for Ghost of Tsushima. It's for the multiplayer mode on there. So uh, basically, you can't unlock wearable homages to. God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Shadow of the Colossus, and Bloodborne by completing a story or survival mission. 
with each class before January 15th. So, so you can get on the multiplayer legends mode and knock out, get some outfits. And so I've been meaning to go in there and fire that game up just to play it, much less get into the multiplayer and the horde mode on there. So have you thought about going back to it, Kev, as far as, uh, yeah, I'll I'll jump into it. I'll just wait till I get on get up when I go to wait till my PS5 uh, till I get that to okay. jump in. Because meanwhile, I've got a bunch of backlog that I can that I can work my way through. I forgot you played that game, right? Or have you played it yet? I wasn't sure. No, I haven't played it yet. Okay, I, I played. played it I, I played Last of Us too. That's that's what I that's what I played. played. Can can that once I start playing this game, like is over like it's uh you're like so involved with that game that like i won't be able to play anything else uh, to, to me so, yeah it's the same so, thing it's like putting a, a nice beautifully cooked 20, 24 ounce like you know or not new york strip that's too big for a new york strip <laughs> a ribeye you know just a nice piece of meat and you're just sitting there working at it you know and, and you're gonna you're look gonna at my game on there like sorry folks you're just you're just not you're just not it right now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Well, once you got that nice juicy steak, why well, you want to mess with some can of tuna or you know so, Wow. You know. <laughs> wow. Some side dish. Yeah, you know. It's it's the old um golden corral metaphor, you know. It's like, you know, when you're digging into the beautiful piece of meat, why are you gonna mess with all these side dishes? It's like, you know, yes, but sometimes sir. all you wanna eat side dishes. That's why I'm that's why I where I'm at right now. It's like I'm just Hoarding on the sides at the moment. So, are you hungry, Joe? Do we need to end the episode so you can go eat? I mean, maybe <laughs> food metaphors. Like, I'm loving them. Like, the food metaphors, we're, we're getting it. I was just like, damn, all right. <laughs> That's all the news I have for this episode, son. So, it's all good. So. All right. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com if you've heard anything you'd like to comment on if you would like to be on the show to get your viewpoints on gaming out to our listeners you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com uh, also we can be we have a discord server and that link to our discord server is on uh, all the podcast aggregates that you download that you can download this show from there is no waiting period there is no uh pre-approval that you need to go through you just click the link join the server and you're in to be a part of all the shenanigans that go on there we also have our podcast on twitter and we are located at gaming vessels there on twitter individually we have our own social media accounts I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. I am also on PlayStation Network at Shonuff7. Same spelling with the number 7. I'm on Xbox Live at Shonuff071. Same spelling with 071. On Steam, I am on I am Shonuff71. Same spelling as before. So, Dez, where can the folks get a hold of you at, man? Yeah, of course. You guys can definitely find me on uh, PSN and Xbox. Oh, PSN and Xbox Live. If I turn it on again, who knows? Uh, at uh, Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R. And you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six T H E N E M O S I X. Trader Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, 
for Twitter, you can find me retweeting contest links at Joe Fungul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. On PSN Steam, I can be found under the name Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And you'll be finding me powering my dreams on the Xbox platform under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A 6995. And then last but not least, if I'm slumming it in the low res neighborhood, I'll be on the Switch. You could friend me up at 4712-5953-1409. Indeed, indeed. I think it's just speaking for myself. It's some, a lot of the stuff or just about all the stuff that I would normally post on Twitter, I'm just throwing up in our Discord server, uh, just trying to... Uh, build up our community there that's really going to be the best place to con i mean if you send us something on twitter we'll respond but there, a lot of our our interactions are just going up on our discord server I'm, like i'm the only thing i use twitter for is just like maybe responding to something i see or kind of like what joe is doing just retweeting contests <laughs> contest yep. i want some contests so i i, I... Got to go to E3 because I retweeted something from Shuriken, so I mean, it's like I've won some stuff. So you should be sharing that it. stuff with me because you're constantly like, I should report you for spam is all I should do because you are constantly sending stuff my way. You're supposed to take that same link, retweet it, and send it to I know, someone dude, else's it was, way. It was a, it was a joke, dude. I was just kidding. Was kidding. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring episode 108 of Gaming Vessels to a close. And we hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. We And again, shout out to uh, those that give us feedback. Shout out to those who are active on our Discord server. We greatly appreciate it. There's a lot of things you could be doing, but we appreciate the fact that you've taken some time out of your schedules to listen to our show and interact with us over there on Discord. So... For Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dala. And for Dez, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, I am Shonuff71, saying we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace!